Welcome in to the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Wargle, the Wisconsin football and men's basketball beat writer for Rivals.com. Thank you for listening and downloading the show. Always good to talk Wisconsin athletics with you, our faithful listeners. And we're going to talk a lot about Wisconsin basketball today. Wisconsin basketball season ended on Sunday in the second round of the NCAA tournament, losing to the Baylor Bears. Not a hugely uh, surprising result, although I will say that Wisconsin basketball had probably their best 40-minute game in the first round against North Carolina. Brad Davison, 29 points. Deleem, uh, Dimitri Trice, 21. Good defense. Just good overall play for their best 40-minute game of the season, probably. And Wisconsin knew they had to play much better in the second round to upset a team that many are projecting to be in the national finals against Gonzaga and the Badgers did not you know, play that well. They played kind of the way they have played for most of the season, inconsistent at points uh, with their offense. The three point shooting wasn't there. The inability to get to the free throw line, uh, sporadic uh, defensive miscues, uh, turnovers, turnovers killed them. And then their season ended. It was a kind of a perfect way for the season to end considering what Wisconsin basketball had been throughout the course of Big Ten play. Uh, good in spurts, but not great uh, when they need it to be. And so Wisconsin season ends in a disappointing fashion uh, in the second round of the NCAA tournament. Kind of a bad tournament overall for the Big Ten. Nine teams in the field and only uh, one remain with Michigan. Ohio State and Purdue didn't get out of the first round. Michigan State didn't even get into the field of 64. They lost in a first four game to UCLA, who is in the Sweet 16. Uh, Iowa did not play that well and lost to Oregon. Uh, Illinois lost in the second round to Loyal of Chicago, who Wisconsin fans uh, got to see a little bit in December when the Badgers beat uh, the Ramblers in a non-conference game. So the Big Ten's hopes rely on Michigan, and so I have a feeling a lot of Big Ten fans are going to be cheering for anyone else to win the NCAA tournament. So we look now at, at Wisconsin basketball and what Wisconsin basketball is currently at, at the current makeup of the roster. You're going to lose six players for sure, maybe a seventh. We still don't know what Brad Davison's plans are, but we do know that Micah Potter is moving on, probably going to play professionally. Same with Dimitri Trice. So Wisconsin's going to lose its top two scores. Uh, Aleem Ford is also moving on. He made that announcement on his Instagram page. And the Badgers are losing three other players to another program. They're transferring. Nate Reavers is going to leave. He made that announcement on Friday. Uh, Trevor Anderson, uh, Wisconsin's backup point guard, announced he's going to play somewhere else. And Walt McGorry, who is the first player to announce, uh, walk-on who uh, had a surgery this season, didn't really play that much. He is already committed to South Dakota. So the Badgers are going to look vastly different next season. And before I get into what the roster is going to look like next year. I want to talk about the transfer portal, which really has uh, ballooned over the course of the last two seasons, and especially this season. There's over 900 players in the portal. At least there's probably going to be by the time uh, you're listening to this podcast. And it's become a situation where head coach Greg Gard sees it uh, kind of getting out of control to a degree. And to be fair, he has benefited from it both ways. Um, he landed Micah Potter and Trevor Anderson uh, in the portal, uh, Anderson from Green Bay, Potter from Ohio State. That Potter decision probably is the most uh, notable for Wisconsin fans considering Potter had to sit out three seasons before he was eligible two Decembers ago, and he was a huge part in Wisconsin winning the Big Ten Championship. And Wisconsin has also lost players uh, to it, not just the three that I mentioned earlier, but Kobe King last uh 
uh, January left the program, or two Januarys ago, I should say. And then uh, younger players, uh, Taylor Curry, who's also in the portal again, and Ty Strickland, who went to Temple. It's becoming a situation where uh, players can just pretty much just fill out some paperwork with compliance and put their name in the portal. And they can leave for a variety of reasons. Uh, we're assuming with Walt McGlory, he is leaving to get more playing time next year somewhere. He's, like I said, at South Dakota. Uh, Trevor Anderson, probably the same thing, considering the Badgers are bringing in Chucky Hepburn and Lauren Bowman, who uh, withdrew from school, but is back with the school back with the school after going through a family issue that has been undisclosed, and he is expected to rejoin the team uh, coming up in the fall. That Anderson probably would not be in line for as much playing time, and Nate Reavers probably just needs a change of scenery to a degree. That's what we think. We don't know if it goes beyond that. Anderson uh, politely declined to be interviewed, and Nate Reavers has also declined interview requests with other outlets. So we're just left to assume that it's not a program issue. It's just more so of a personal choice. Now, it used to be that players would get try to get out of their letter of intent uh, when a coaching change happened before they arrived. You know, think Ben Brust with Iowa many, many years ago. But, you know, very rarely was it that a player would come to the program, stay for a year or two, and then leave without a coaching change. Now it's just becoming commonplace. And head coach Greg Gar was on uh, ESPN radio talking on the morning show, Wilde and Tausch, about the transfer rule and how it is becoming just this massive issue in college basketball and how some programs just lose a ton of players to the transfer portal and just remakes the roster and kind of is turned into open season to a degree. I want to play his comments and we'll go a little bit more in depth about on them after listening to what Greg Gar had to say earlier this week. It's part of the era we're in. Um, is it good in, in small instances? Yeah. If there are um, situations where a player or student athlete feels the change is in his or her best interest. And this is, you know, men's basketball probably is the leading, you know, out front of the race of all the sports in terms of the tra- transfers have been a growing, um, you know, category in our sport for a while. The transfer portal has accelerated even more. But, you know, my fear, and I think a lot of coaches' fear, is that what are we, what are we teaching these young men and women by any time there's a little sliver of adversity we go to where we think the grass is greener or we don't, we just turn and, and change courses. You know, that doesn't happen in life. I mean, if you, you have some adversity or some conflict with your wife at home, you can't go into the transfer portal. You know, you, if you have something with your kids go wrong or your job, I mean, you're going to just transfer jobs all the time. Um, or you're going to trade in one of your kids on the portal. Uh, so, there's some life lessons that sometimes come with dealing with adversity and handling it that, you know, I think some of the older coaches have, um, uh, you know, pointed this out a long time ago that this was not trending in a positive way in terms of the educational process that athletics can be and, and, and how it can help you for life because life is, life is not all sunshine and rainbows. You know, there's going to be some dark days. And, and there's going to be some challenges in your job, in your in your relationships uh, with your spouse, your your kids. I mean, you name it. And if we're always with a little bit of conflict or resistance, or do we place blame on everybody else, or do we have to look in the mirror and and improve ourselves? So I think that's the that's one of the concerns that it's you know it's 
you know, it's doubled to the date yesterday. There was last year, there was 400 and some in the portal to the date yesterday, there was over 800. So it's doubled uh, in a year and, and it's not going to slow down. I don't believe. And, and there are instances where yes, a change of, you know, institution is in the best interest of both parties. Um, but sometimes I think they're just, it's kind of the cool thing to do to be in the portal and that just, uh, you know, we'll check it out and, and we can always, the grass is greener somewhere else. And that's not how life really is. And that's unfortunately, sometimes the real world, how the real world works doesn't get, is not as clear to younger people as it is maybe people that have had a little bit more experience. Those are the comments from head coach Greg Gar, And they immediately started bringing out uh, a backlash to a degree from some players. Uh, Marquette's uh, Cohen McEwen uh, tweeted out that uh, the numbers of, uh, there's a number of reasons for transferring in the real world. If you're extremely unhappy with your job, you leave, but players are held to a different standard. Coaches and staff can switch jobs like crazy, and nobody says, what are we teaching these adults? Uh, that could be said for uh, Shaka Smart, who up and left Texas for the Marquette job this week. So it happens all the time with coaches uh, in various sports who especially after signing day, you sign your kids and then you up and leave and you kind of leave these kids high and dry. So maybe there's a double standard in that degree, but this is more about uh, the, the basketball sense from the player standpoint. And you look at taking these three transfers for Wisconsin, uh, you would assume that Walt McGlory and Trevor Anderson are leaving to find uh, more expansive playing time. Trevor Anderson did not play a heck of a lot this year uh, in the rotation. And you look at what Wisconsin basketball is has coming back and what they're bringing in, you would kind of expect the numbers to remain the same. So if Anderson wants to play, which is his right, he wants to go somewhere where he can have a bigger role. Nate Reavers probably would like to play professionally. And after the season that he had, one would imagine that it's going to be very hard for him to get a professional contract. He could come back next year at Wisconsin and play, but it appears to be that he would like to have a fresh start somewhere else, maybe go in the mid-major route, maybe going to another Power 5 school. Who knows where Nate Reavers is going to go? It's one of those things where in a situation, in some instances, it's okay to transfer. That's what Greg Gard was talking about. He's just talking about the kids who just feel it's cool to put their name in the transfer portal or just to up and leave when things get challenging. Took me a little bit when I heard that. It's maybe a little bit of a shot at, at Kobe King, who threw some shade at guard on his way out of town last year and how he felt uh, that he was being coached too aggressively, how he felt he was just being used as a vessel to win games and not really appreciated. And you know, maybe guard's message came off as a little tone deaf. Uh, I understand the point he was making that back, uh, you know, 10 years ago, if there was an issue with a coach uh, in that sense, that you just work through it. That if you, you work through those type of adversity things. And now, with how the system's set up, you can just up and leave at the at the smallest sign of any adversity. That kind of took me a little bit to what Ty Strickland went through. It felt like Ty Strickland felt that his role for the next season wasn't going to be as expansive as he wanted to be. And so instead of coming back and competing and getting better, he decided to just up and leave and go to Temple. Now, you look at where this Wisconsin basketball roster is, and certainly it's going to be a roster that is going to need 
some players to join the program. We saw a little bit of that this week with the commitment of former mineral point guard Isaac Lindsay uh, to the program. Lindsay didn't hasn't played because of a hip injury he suffered uh, at Mineral Point his senior year, but you know a good player in high school did some really nice things. Uh, he averaged twenty point five points, four assists, and four rebounds per game as a junior All-State selection. So there's some opportunity there for him. And you look at this current roster at the guard spot, Jonathan Davis is probably the primary guard coming back. Carter Gilmore, a walk-on who hardly played this year. I think he played in one game, the one at Northwestern, is going to figure into the mix. But beyond that, there's not any real established guard scholarship player on this roster. You look at the forward spot, Tyler Wall is certainly going to have a huge role next year. But beyond Tyler Wall, there's who who is there? Ben Carlson and Stephen Crawler are on the roster now, and it's, they're thought to have play, be able to play major minutes next year. But there's no real experience here with Wisconsin. So the Badgers are going to have to go the transfer route. Now, is Gard talking out of both sides of his mouth? Well, some people are going to take it that way. But you look at Gard's argument, it kind of boils down to that that he is making the point that we are in a society that's trying to avoid the hardships and the tough love instead of facing it. Tough love maybe is not the right word, just the, the, the tough coaching to try to make a team better. I remember being back at Wisconsin basketball practice, uh, you know, six, seven years ago when Bo Ryan was coaching uh, Sam Decker. And Sam was consistently yelled at by Bo and Bo was doing it to get Sam to be a more well-rounded player, that tough love. And I think to a degree, Decker became a better player because of it. And he's still enjoying a nice professional career. Hasn't really panned out for him in the NBA, but that's besides the point. It got Sam to a level where his junior year, he really blossomed and led Wisconsin to the national championship game. Now, every player is going to be a little bit different, but Gard believes that... Students now are ill-equipped to deal with kind of this adversity uh, in the in the future by just up and unplugging from one situation to go to the next and hoping that the grass is greener on the other side. And I don't think Gard is really making a policy argument or saying things should change. I think he's just kind of complaining about how kids today are just so willing to uh, just kind of cut and bait, and it, it affects programs. I mean, say Wisconsin next season – is going to will lose Ben Carlson, Stephen Cross, saying they unplug and they just decide to go elsewhere, saying they transfer back home and play at Minnesota. Um, it, that would be devastating to Wisconsin's program because the Badgers have sunk a lot of time, a lot of effort into recruiting them and developing them, getting them in a position where they could take over in 2021-2022 for a Nate Reavers and a Micah Potter. And then if they just up and leave at, just because they can – that puts Wisconsin basketball in a bad situation, and it puts guard and his livelihood and the coaching staff's livelihood and the program's livelihood in a bad situation. And that just there's no real accountability is the argument that guard is trying to make. And, you know, people are going to make the point, well, the coaches can up and do that. You know, like I said, you know, Shaka Smart did that. Some other coaches happens all the time in college football where college coaches leave. Um, but it's just one of the things where, it's happening a lot, and uh, I can't remember what website, and I apologize, did, did a research study on this, that in a 2015 report by the 
National Student Clearinghouse Research Center. Uh, it was Bucky, Bucky's, uh, Bucky's fifth quarter of SB Nation. Uh, that's where I got this from. Over a third of all students enrolled in higher education have transferred at least once. And this was a, as of 2015. And of those who have transferred, nearly half have transferred more than once. So it happens a lot and obviously gets publicized a lot in college basketball. So this isn't really anything new in terms of students transferring. And depending on the college, transfer students make up between 13% and 40% of new enrollees. You know, the old story that, you know, the average uh, college student changes their major uh, like one, between one and two times. I did it. Um, a lot of people I know did it. But it happens. And now in college basketball, you have gone in from a transfer portal of 400 kids looking to change to over 900 kids changing. And certainly it's different this year because of uh, the COVID eligibility year that, you know, there's redshirt seniors in the portal looking for fresh starts. And there's probably a bunch of seniors who haven't redshirted there in the portal that are going to be looking for a different spot. I know I, the average number of players transferring, depending on senior inclusion, is a like 1.5 to 2.5 transfers per team. And that's uh, according to the research that uh, SB Nation did. So it happens. And Wisconsin's going to be, a tra- I think they need to be a transfer-heavy team next year. And Guard has dipped into the transfer market over the course of the last handful of years to try to help fill out his roster. It hasn't always worked because, as Guard said, it's about being a right fit for the program. He doesn't want to bring in a player from another program into his program and upset the apple cart. But now, without COVID and the inability to go out and recruit, he has to rely solely on game film and talking to players over Zoom and different things like that. It's going to be a really tricky situation. But you look at this roster next year. Who's your starting five? Who's your rotation beyond Jonathan Davis and Tyler Wall? Is it Ben Carlson, Stephen Crawl? Is Chucky Hepburn going to come in as a true freshman? What's Lauren Bowman's role going to be? How much walk-on help is this team going to have? It's going to have to be a roster that needs players from other schools. And certainly there's been a lot of talk of teams and players who are in the portal who have Wisconsin ties. Jordan McCabe of West Virginia uh, was recruited by Wisconsin, never offered. But you know he has experience, doesn't really fit what Wisconsin does. But depending on how the roster situation is or how desperate this roster situation is, maybe Gar will have to make some uh, you know, concessions and and have to change things up a little bit to bring in a player. Storm Murphy of Wofford, uh, who I think grew up in Milton, is in the transfer portal, could be a fit for Wisconsin. I mean, there, there's all these different ways and speculations you can do to try to fill out a roster. And it's going to be a very hectic summer for Greg Gard because – Relying on a team solely of young freshmen can have uh, could have adverse effects. I mean, look at the time that Wisconsin missed the NCAA tournament not too long ago, and how many young players were on that team because the upperclassmen on the team either had left a void that couldn't be filled or were not playing well that season. So it's going to be a very interesting off year for head coach Greg Gard and the staff. And it's going to be very interesting here for the Big Ten because a number of teams are going to look vastly younger next season. How old this league was this year, it's going to be one, I think, of the youngest leagues next year because teams like Iowa are losing their Luca Garza. Illinois is probably going to lose Io DeSumo, and um, the list will go on from there. So in the end, I don't think anything is going to change. And also, I don't think the transfer portal is necessarily a bad idea. I think it's one of those things where it helps players 
find situations where they feel comfortable. And that's really what it's about, considering the NCAA is about the student athletes. It's not about the coaches. It's not about the program. It's about the success of the game is about the student athletes. And you want the student athletes to go where they feel they're going to be successful. And if a player doesn't feel he is respected at an institution, it's his right to leave. If a player doesn't feel he's being utilized at an institution to the best of his ability, it's his right to leave. And coaches can gripe about it all they want, but I don't see anything changing. Now, will they put restrictions on this and try to temper this down so there's not 900 plus players in a portal? You know, maybe, but the NCAA is also considering legislation to allow a one-time transfer exemption where you don't have to sit out a year. So effectively, you take away that punishment off the table. Uh, the, the Division One Council voted in January to delay enacting legislation, and it's widely believed that it will pass at some point before the start of next season. And it's going to be one of those things that it's going to benefit the student athletes and maybe more who are on the fence about transferring but don't want to take out or sit for one year when up now utilizing it, and it could become even more hectic. I mean, look at Nebraska. Nebraska has filled its lineup with transfers during Fred Hoiberg's first two seasons. And it hasn't worked. He's 5-34. and 34. Michigan, who's still playing the NCAA tournament, had got Mike Smith from Columbia and Chandy Brown from Wake Forest. And they're the only conference team remaining from the Big Ten in the NCAA tournament. So it's going to be tricky. Either way, the transfer portal is going to be Greg Gard's best friend this offseason. Nari has been landing Isaac Lindsay. But Wisconsin probably is going to need an impact veteran player to help bridge the gap between these older players leaving the program and these younger players stepping into bigger roles. And if the transfer market hits Wisconsin even harder with some players that are on the roster leaving, it could be a very, very interesting offseason as Greggard has to remake his roster with castoffs from other programs. Time will tell what Wisconsin basketball will look like just a few months from now. That is the show this week. That is the podcast for this week. Next show, we're going to get into Wisconsin spring football. Wisconsin head coach Paul Chris will address the media uh, early next week. We will play that interview for you. We're going to break down offense and defense and kind of give you a, a taste of what Wisconsin is going to look like this spring and certainly what the Badgers are going to try to accomplish as they try to rebound from their 4-3 and three t- uh, pandemic-shortened 2020 season and into 2021. For all the latest on Wisconsin football, basketball, recruiting, and the transfer market, log on to BadgerBlitz.com. Follow me on Twitter at the Badger Nation. Have a great weekend, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, as always, for listening and downloading the BadgerBlitz.com podcast.